0: Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Ethos NBA DFS podcast. Uh, So today we have one of the smallest NBA schedules of the year, thanks to NFL playoff games. DraftKings has a showdown contest early today, and then the premier contest on DraftKings is just a three-gamer tonight. Small slate. If you don't recognize my voice, I'm Lee Schwartz. I uh, did the podcast last night and again today, and I'm filling in for our fearless podcast superhero, Keith Cork. Apparently, Keith's uh, kryptonite as a superhero is uh, tonsillitis, so he'd be out for a few days wishing Keith a speedy recovery. And if you want to send out your own shout-out to Keith, he's on Twitter at BSBPKeith. Joining me today on the podcast is Hunter Schwartz, who also does our uh, Saturday DFS delivery every week. Hunter, welcome. You ready for your first podcast?
1: I'm excited to get started. Let's dive right in.
0: All right, uh, so you can reach me at Lee from Fargo on Twitter and I'm often on the sportsethos.com Discord channel. That channel is called General NBA DP. If you're a subscriber, if excuse me if you're a subscriber to Sports Ethos at just $4.99 a month, you really should be. You often have access to ask all of us your questions before lock every day. Another benefit to being a Sports Ethos subscriber is our daily NBA DFS write-up which is called the delivery. Hunter and I typically cover the weekend for Sports Ethos. Hunter does the Saturday delivery, and I do the
1: Sunday. Hunter, how can uh, listeners follow you? Listeners can DM me on Twitter, at retna1203. That is spelled R-E-T-N-U-H 1203 on Twitter. All right, let's get to the game.
0: So uh, DK has broken up today's slate into two contests, basically a showdown that's early between Miami and Charlotte that starts well before the NBA playoff games at 12 noon Central Time. Injuries affecting this showdown slate between Miami and Charlotte. Uh, Ubre has been out for a while, out again today. Uh, Miami's had a lot of guys missing time this week, but it appears going into the Sunday game that they will be fairly healthy, including uh, their starting lineups. But as we've talked about before on Sundays, you got to be very leery about uh, starting lineups for every team. A lot of, It's a day a lot of guys sit, and especially with Miami, a lot of uh, load management going on there. So, Uh, Hunter, for this uh, first game of the day, Miami-Charlotte, who's your favorite play at captain?
1: My favorite play at captain for this game would be Heat All-Star Center, Bam Adebayo. If there's one thing I have learned from my experience of playing Daily Fantasy, it is to always play the center that goes up against Charlotte, because Charlotte just always seems to get killed by centers every night, and Bam Adebayo is certainly a candidate to be the number one scorer on the day. you have a value play for this game? Miami does not look that great for value, although Caleb Martin will give you a solid floor. Charlotte has been struggling against small forwards recently, giving up 52 DraftKings points per game to small forwards over the last seven games, which ranks dead last. So if you're looking for value on the Miami side, my suggestion would be Caleb Martin at 6900
0: All right, so for this early showdown game, I like Clamello at captain, and that's not Genius talking. That's probably what most people are going to do. Uh, I do think the big challenge for this showdown lineup is that the cheap guys on this slate or this contest will be getting almost no minutes unless there's a starter not playing. So there aren't a lot of good value plays at all. I feel like you really have to focus on the mid-tier guys. Otherwise, you're going to end up with your last guy only playing 15 minutes for the game, probably not giving you more than 10 or 12 fantasy points. So for that reason, my key play in the showdown contest is... Kyle Lowry, of all people. So he might not be hitting a 25-point ceiling very often these days, but at least he's got potential playing 25 minutes. So great stuff at the game. And uh, let's move on to the DK main slate. So three-game slate uh, starting later in the evening. And for a three-game slate, we have a lot of guys with injury news. We have Donovan Mitchell still only questionable tonight. Uh, Halliburton's still out, so is John Wall. Desmond Bain right now is doubtful. Giannis is probable and expected to play. Zion is out, so is Bobby Portis, out. Marcus Morris for the Clippers is questionable. Steven Adams is not only out for this game, but is expected to miss multiple games, but that opens up a lot of value for that team. Covington is expected to be back tonight. And finally, uh, Kevin Love is questionable tonight. So we'll start with... Uh, Indiana and Memphis. Indiana, Hunter, who do you like from this game?
1: I like a lot of players from the Indiana side of this game. Halliburton is still out, and DraftKings has not adjusted their pricing to where they should be. I think you should stack Indiana with Buddy Heald, McConnell, Miles Turner, and Ben Mathern. T.J. McConnell has scored 40-plus in three of his last four. Buddy Heald is continuing to resurge his career in Indiana, scoring 39 DK points in his last four games. Miles Turner just got a new contract extension, has scored 37 points in his last four games. And Ben Matherin, at only 5,800, is safe for 30 points in his four of his last four games. Memphis is also third in pace, so I expect this game to be the highest scoring on the day.
0: Yeah, I like uh TJ McConnell, so does everybody, but uh you know, he used to be heavily dependent on steals and blocks, and now he's certainly kind of filling the statue a little bit better than he did before. And now with Halliburton out, he's getting thirty plus minutes per game, and he's taking advantage of that by averaging about thirty-six fantasy points per game over the last six, and he's still only sixty-nine hundred dollars tonight. So I do like him on the slate. For value on the Indiana side, uh the only Real option for me would be maybe Chris Duarte at 4,400. His minutes aren't really guaranteed, but over his last six games, he's averaged 26 minutes and about 26 fantasy points per game. So, not a bad dart throw at 4,400. So, moving on to the Memphis game. Uh, Memphis, last two games with uh, Steven Adams out. For me, uh, Brandon Clark has been a good play, averaging about 30 minutes and about 33 fantasy points per game the last two. A lot of speculation uh, with Adams being out between Clark, Xavier Tillman, and some others who would pick up that slack. A lot of people also wondered if Jaron Jackson Jr. would step up his game, and he really has not. So, so far, uh, Clark's production has increased the most, and at 5,300, he almost qualifies as a value play. My value play for this Memphis side is the aforementioned Xavier Tillman. Over the last three games, his minutes are all over the place. He got 30 minutes in a blowout last week but then only got 13 minutes and 16 minutes the next two games, which were closer. The upside for Xavier Tillman is that he's averaged about 20 fantasy points per game, even with that low minute total. And by the way, he's only 35, uh, 3,500 tonight on DK. So Hunter, who do you like from the Grizzlies?
1: Grizzlies, Desmond Bain is doubtful, and that should lead to everyone saying John Morant is their favorite play from this game. I mean, he has been amazing recently. He has scored seven, thir- he has scored 30 points seven times without Bane this season, including the three of his last four games without Desmond Bane. And as I said earlier, I expect this to be the highest scoring game on the slate with both of these teams ranking top six in pace. My value play, I know us at Sports Ethos don't really consider 5300 as value, but I think Brandon Clarkson has secured the starting minutes with Steven Adams out. Indiana is struggling against centers. And Brandon Clark has scored 33 DK points in his two games without Stephen Adams. So I think at 5,300, even though it's not technically what we call value here, I think is a must play.
0: Pretty safe to say we'll both have Brandon Clark on our laps tonight. So moving on to the next game. And again, there's only three games slate, So this is
1: game two, uh, the Clippers and Cleveland. Uh, Hunter, who do you like from the Clippers today? From the Clippers' side, give me Norman Powell. I would say Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, but given that this is the back end of a back-to-back and these guys love their load management, I'm thinking that either one or both of them will rest and that Norman Powell will have to step up either as a sixth man off the bench or as a shooting guard in the starting lineup. And I think, yeah. Yeah.
0: So for me on the Clippers side, I love Kawhi. I always love Kawhi. I play him most nights that I don't think he's overpriced. His ceiling potential is just so nice, even with Paul George in the lineup. Last five games, Kawhi's averaged about 47 fantasy points per game. So even at his 9,800 price tag, he's still averaging close to five times value. My uh, value play from the Clippers is pretty obvious to everybody. It's Terrence Mann with John Wall out and uh, Reggie Jackson just not doing much at all this year. Uh man's been getting about 24 minutes per night and still isn't hitting 20 fantasy points per game, even with 24 minutes, but at least he's got that potential. It's $4,100 tonight. So moving on to Cleveland, I think there's a, for me, I like a lot of the Cleveland starters and I really probably will have Garland, Mobley, and even Jared Allen all in my lineup tonight. Uh, in the small slate, I'll probably play them all. I think they're all reasonably placed and uh, pretty easy to fit into most lineups. But I really don't have any value plays from Cleveland. Hunter, what do you think?
1: I agree with you. I don't really like the value side for Cleveland, although Isaac Okoro, if you are really struggling to find a shooting or slash small forward, $3,700. He is, if Mitchell and Kevin Love are out, he has a decent floor with 20 plus DK points in six of his eight games. Although, I will warn you, he has in those two games where he didn't reach 20 points, he has 12 or less.
0: All right, moving on to the final game of the night, uh, New Orleans and Milwaukee. So starting with New Orleans, Brandon Ingram is back after a long injury layoff. But I'm always kind of leery of guys uh, coming back from from a long injuries being out uh, until they kind of prove that they're back to normal. So Hunter, what are you feeling on the uh, Pelican side of the court tonight?
1: Due to the inconsistency, we are seeing from Jonas Valanciunas this season. I like CJ McCollum at 8,300. He scored 51.8 in his last outing, and it should be a high-scoring match. I believe I saw the over/under for this game at 234 and a half. That could change. Milwaukee is also giving up the second most DK points to point guards over their last seven games at 58.3 DraftKings points per game. Mm-hmm. And if you're worried about Drew Holiday guarding him, C.J. McCollum recorded 31 points, 8 rebounds, and 9 assists in their last matchup against Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, McCollum's having another nice night on Saturday too. Uh, so for me tonight, I like Val. I also liked Joval last night too, and he didn't do much. So uh, tonight though, Milwaukee's missing Bobby Portis. is still only at 7,100, and I still think he's a decent late-night hammer. On the value side for the Pelicans, uh, Jose Alvarado is really the only guy I'd look at for that. He's found consistent minutes, but really hasn't found consistent scoring. He's been getting 22 to 30 minutes per game, but only averaging about 19 fantasy points per game over his last five games. So moving on to the final team of the night, Milwaukee. Giannis is probable, and as mentioned, Bobby Portis is out for this game. Chris Middleton is back, but they're really really babying him back He sat out Friday's game. He's only played 15 minutes in the other two games. So he's, uh, like I mentioned about Brandon Ingram, one of those guys where you really want to make sure Chris Middleton proves himself before you rely on him in your lineups. So, Hunter, who do you like from Milwaukee tonight?
1: It's got to be Giannis. Yes, he is the highest-priced player at 11-6, but Bobby Portis being out means that his minutes are secure pretty much no matter what happens unless it's a 30-point blowout at halftime. Giannis scored 42 points and 10 rebounds in their last matchup, and I will feature him in one of my props for Thrive, and not a lot of explaining is really needed for why you should play Giannis. I mean, he's a top five player in the league. He should be good for 60 fantasy points.
0: All right, so uh, for me from Milwaukee, I'm always not always a big Brook Lopez fan. Like uh, a lot of the Sports Ethos team, love Brook Brooke Lopez. Uh, but tonight, he's only 5,700 on DraftKings. Portis is out, and with Portis out, he's averaging 26 fantasy points per game over his last four. On the value side, Pat Connaughton has really been finding minutes consistently, and maybe those are the minutes that, that uh, Chris Middleton's not getting back yet. But at $4,500, he has been a consistently good value play over the last few games, getting about 33 minutes and about 30 fantasy points per game over the Bucks' last four games. So that kind of wraps up our uh, DFS Slate talk. We'll talk about uh, Thrive Fantasy, which is our favorite NBA prop site here at Sports Ethos. For first-time players, use the keyword ethos, E-T-H-O-S, and Thrive Fantasy will match your first deposit up to $250. A lot of us here play Thrive almost every single day, and it's a great site for contests or even just to pick your two or three favorite props to make your own parlays. So tonight's Thrive fantasy picks are next. Uh, And Just so you guys know, uh, nobody does their prop research better than Hunter, so I'm looking forward to hearing what he's got to say here. We're doing things a little bit differently tonight Uh, when Keith and I do the podcast together. We throw out our Thrive Fantasy picks, and it seems like we each have four picks, and we end up having three of the same. So, tonight we kind of drafted the Thrive Fantasy contest picks. And if you haven't been to Thrive before, the contests are, have about 12 different props to choose from. And each of those props has an over under, obviously, and then they're all weighted by how many points go toward your total. So, you pick like 10 of the 12 props over under. And then whatever your total is, is how you rank, uh, just like you would rank in a DFS contest. So tonight we decided to draft our prop plays. So these will be in order of how much we like them, and I'll start off. My first draft of the Thrive Fantasy prop picks is Brandon Ingram, under 18.5 actual points. So as I said before, he's just back. In his first game back, he only had 13 actual points. And even when Brandon Ingram was at his finest uh, before the injury, he's still only averaging 20.3 points for the season. So Brandon Ingram under
1: 18.5 points, and that is worth 80 points in the Thrive Contest. My favorite player prop from Thrive's options was Giannis Antetokounmpo over 48 and a half points plus rebounds plus assists at 105 points. Giannis has found a stride recently after coming back from injury and I don't think there's going to be a minutes limit on him anymore and in five I love to go off of matchups for my props picks by the way in five games against New Orleans since 2020 Giannis has gone over the total all five times and has averaged 37 points, 13 rebounds, and five assists. And for those counting at home, that is an average of 55 points plus rebounds plus assists. So I think he's very, very good to go over the 48 and a half total. All right, my next draft pick
0: is Darius Garland over six and a half assists, and that's worth 80 Thrive Fantasy Points. So Darius Garland has hit this total over eight, and a, over six and a half assists in four of the last five games, and for the season, 42 games, he's averaging 8.1 assists. So just no reason to think that he won't hit the 6.5 number today. And again, that's worth 80 Thrive Fantasy points.
1: Hunter, my second pick I chose was Jonas Valanciunas over nine and a half rebounds for 90 points. Yes, I know he has been struggling as of late. As far as his expectations coming into the year however yeah Gian- Jonas Valanciunas is going to need to stay in this game Pelicans are struggling recently and they're going to need someone to guard Giannis and other than maybe Jackson Hayes I don't really see any big body that's going to be able to guard Giannis and prevent him from grabbing 20 rebounds so I think he's good for 30 minutes and plus in his last game against Milwaukee he grabbed 18 rebounds which is a monstrous night. Hopefully we could see that again from Jonas Valanciunas. And even if he doesn't score that much, he has gone over this total in 87% of his last games, of his last uh, 13, 14-ish games, depending on when you're tuning in. But I think Jonas Valanciunas, 9.5, should be like 11, 12 and a half.
0: Well, I sure hope you're right about Joval uh, grabbing all those rebounds, because my final draft pick of the Thrive Fantasy picks is Jaron Jackson Jr. under 8.5 rebounds, since he'll be fighting for the same ball, and that under 8.5 rebounds number uh, total is worth 90 Thrive Fantasy points. So here's all the reasoning for this. Uh, He has not hit 8.5 rebounds in any of his last five games, and for the season, Jaron Jackson Jr. is only averaging 6.6 rebounds for the entire season, so I don't have a lot of faith that he's going to hit this 8.5 number and uh, 90 points, nothing to sneeze at. What's your final pick, Hunter?
1: While While Lee still seems to be stuck in 2020 thinking Jonas Valanciunas is a Memphis Grizzly and not realizing he is a New Orleans Pelican, I am in the present time of 2023 and I have John Morant over 28 and a half points for 105 thrive points. Bane is doubtful and I've gone over this. I think this will be by far the highest scoring matchup on the slate. Top six teams in pace for both of them. I expect maybe 40 points for John Morant. Like I said earlier, John Morant should get a higher usage rate and more playmaking and shot. Making duties, he has seven thirty-plus point games without Bane this season, and I expect there to be an eighth on Sunday. See, that's exactly why we had you on,
0: just <laughs> to get me into the into present day times. Yes, thanks for correcting that. So that's going to wrap up our podcast today. Thanks, Hunter, for uh, co-hosting today. What'd you think of your
1: first podcast? Easier than I th- expected. Not going to lie. <laughs>
0: It's kind of a quick one tonight with uh, the only four games tomorrow. So everyone, uh, thanks for listening. Please subscribe and like the podcast. Uh, Good luck today with not only your NBA uh, DFS picks or if you have a rooting interest in the NFL games. Uh, We're hoping Keith will be back very soon. Again, if you have a chance, reach out to Keith on Twitter and uh, wish him well, as we all will too. So have a great Sunday, and uh, we'll see you next week.